Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Come here, kitty, 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 kitty. Hey, kitty. We're trying to get a cat here. Hang on one second. We got a cat here. New. I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about this. We got a new cat here at the house. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not happy about it. Come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Hey, will you get that damn cat? All right, get that damn cat away from me. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, and on Apple Podcasts, the Cleveland Sports Fan. It was a birthday to remember uh, on Monday. Um, I enjoyed Victory Monday in Cleveland uh, at the Indians game. They won against the Royals, so that was that was nice to see. Uh, quite a bit to discuss today. Again, thanks for listening. So, so Sunday, yesterday, um, sun, on Sunday, when I'm getting back to the parking garage, my brother Jake looks at me and he goes, wow, so Josh Gordon's back in the league and guess where he's headed? <laughs> he had a smirk on his face, so I instantly thought Cleveland. And he said, no. And then... I thought, yeah, no way, they don't even need a receiver. And then I guessed Kansas City. And bingo. Josh Gordon is headed to Kansas City, so let's start off with that. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs went out, added Josh Gordon. And now, now, now before we get into anything, this wasn't the Golden State Warriors going and upgrading Kevin Durant. It's not what this was, all right? This was not, it's not what this was. The Chiefs are not trying to further the gap between themselves and the next best team. No, 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 no. That's not what they're trying to do. Now, the Chiefs are doing what the Cavs did when they went out and got D-Wade in Cleveland. The Chiefs are trying to close the gap between them and everybody else. Because quite honestly, I don't think they believe it's one. It's just one team. Okay? Today I have the Browns, Chargers, Ravens, because they've done it, they've beaten them, and the Bills in the AFC who are possibly better than the Chiefs. All right? I don't say the Titans because 
I just don't like their style. You know, just it just doesn't get the job done against Kansas City. They would have to control the entire game with the run, and I just don't think they can do it. Mahomes is too special. The Chiefs know that this isn't a fluke. All right? They wouldn't be running to the free agent market to sign Josh Gordon. Mahomey, Kelsey, Reek can only get you so far. They needed to add someone to compete and stay relevant. Okay? That's what the Cavs did a couple years ago when they went and got D-Wade. They said, you know what? We, we, we what, what are we going to do? You know, we really need, you know, we got Boston. You know, obviously we got Golden State. But, you know, we got Toronto to deal with. They had to, they had to do something. So they pulled out D-Wade. Went out and got Dwayne Wade. Why? Because... Because he, because he, I mean, you know why. He's buddies with LeBron, had to try something. They had to shorten the gap. They had to shorten the gap between them and the other teams. Okay? The Cavs had LeBron James, and they went to the finals four times. Four times in a row. And, and they only won one ring. Why? Because Golden State, as a whole, was a better football team. Excuse me, basketball team. So what I'm getting at is they the, the Chiefs needed that game against LA, okay? They needed it for themselves more than they needed it on, on the record. The Chiefs are one and two, big rip. That they don't care about that. The Chiefs don't care about being one and two. It's not what this is about. Nope. This is about the Chiefs knowing they are downgrading season by season. And they know it's true. They know it, okay? They know that Mahomey has a huge contract now, which he deserves. Nothing is against Patrick Mahomes. That guy, that guy is, is, is the most talented quarterback that I've seen with my two eyes, okay? In, in, just a, in just a short period of time, I can say that. I think in, in just... Those three years, I don't think that I've seen anybody else perform how he has performed. Now, he's no Tom Brady, and I don't think he ever will be Tom Brady. All right? We all thought this would be a dynasty. I'm not sure they win the division this year. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. We know that. Again, I don't think he's Brady. Because Brady won Super Bowls with teams worse than the Chiefs have right now. Literally, no weapons at times. There were seasons that he had no weapons. None. 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 Not even Gronk. Gronk injured, had to deal with, you know, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. All right? Still made it work. Still went to the Super Bowl. Still won Super Bowls. Okay? So... Brady had Moss for for a year, right? Brady Brady had Gronk. That's it. Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. You know who they are. Why? Because of Tom Brady. You don't know who Julian Edelman is unless, A, you went to Kent State, or B, Tom Brady's involved. Tom Brady made those guys. 
All right. Mahomes didn't make Tyreek Hill. Mahomes didn't make Travis Kelsey. All right. So instead of turning Pringle or Hardman into your own product and elevating your guys who you had in the locker room multiple years in a row, you go out and reach for Josh Gordon? Why? Why? I'll tell you why. Josh Gordon has a skill set that is very special. So the Chiefs, the Chiefs are telling you they trust a guy with multiple issues already. A guy who's been banned from the NFL more than one time. They trust that guy with the skill set more than Patrick Mahomes to elevate a guy like Miko Hardman or Pringle who have better who have a better skill set than any of the New England guys I've named not to mention he had Sammy Watkins he was a first round pick yet Sammy Watkins and we still talk about Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, that's it. They don't even have a run game. There's no run game. They don't have a running back. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, sure, yeah, he could be good. Haven't, hasn't shown any, hasn't really shown anything. Had a rush for 100 yards in a game. But, like, hasn't, he hasn't shown anything. Tom Brady made those guys. Patrick Mahomes might be the, the greatest player I've seen uh, on the field with my own two eyes, you know, a- athletically in the the arm and the the you know the kick flip on the skateboard while he's making a a, a a smoothie in the you know that guy's special, but I don't know if he's got and I'm I'm tapping my my head right here my brain, I don't know if he's got it up here like Tom Brady. I don't know if if he has the leadership. That Tom Brady had. I don't know that this is going to be a dynasty. I know Patrick Mahomes is special. I know Patrick Mahomes is going to win a lot of football games. I know he's going to win some MVPs. I know he's going to be, you know, pro bowler. But what does that tell you about the Kansas City Chiefs going out and getting Josh Gordon? I mean, kudos to them. They're 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 uh, they're accepting the issue and they're addressing it and they are trying to add to it. They're trying to add another weapon and I think it's a good weapon. I think Josh Gordon's going to be a hell of a player there. But but it still doesn't take away the fact that Patrick Mahomes does not elevate these players like the goat does. How about Baltimore? We didn't get to talk about Baltimore uh, since the Ratbirds came away with the victory on what was a 66-yard field goal from Justin Tucker to as time expired. Baltimore, those damn Ratbirds are two and one, and in their and they're an overtime win against Las Vegas away from being three and zero to start the year. Some would say. Um, but that's no, that's not how I see it. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
I see it as the Ravens are a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire holding onto the football and not fumbling and a Justin Tucker 66-yard miss away from being 0-3. That's how I see it. Think about it. Think about what I just said. If Clyde Edwards-Hilaire doesn't fumble the football in Baltimore and Justin Tucker doesn't kick the longest field goal in NFL history as time expires, the Ravens would be 0-3 to start the year. The Baltimore Ravens just struggled with the Detroit Lions. The Lions. Detroit. Detroit. Yes, the Detroit Lions. They struggled with them. They beat them. Beaten by field goal. They beat them. Actually, they were losing to the Lions with two seconds left to go in the game until Justin Tucker made history and saved their ass. It took a 66-yard field goal from Justin Tucker to win the game against the Lions. What? Are you serious? You have you are kidding me. You have what? There's rookie head coaches figuring out Lamar Jackson? What? <laughs> Lamar threw 16 for 31. You're allowed an off game in the NFL. Baker was 19 for 31 against the Bears defense. Lamar was 16 for 31 against Detroit's defense. And Detroit held him to under 60 yards rushing. Listen, Baltimore, you you are in, you're in trouble. How how do you How do you struggle with the Detroit Lions? I don't get it. And I'm not going to spend time on it. I just wanted to point that out. I'm not going to get into stats. I'm not going to get into anything. The the Baltimore Ravens are are a a Clyde Edwards-Elair hanging onto the football in Baltimore and a Justin Tucker uh, not making history uh, last Sunday away from being 0-3. Okay, the the problems in Baltimore. That's all I'm going to say. Moving on um, to someone else, someone else having problems. Not not far from Baltimore either. Not far from Baltimore. Remember last week when we talked about how the we talked about the AL wild card race and about how the we talked about the National League wild card race, but that's over. That's completely over with St. Louis Cardinals are going to run away with that because the Cincinnati Reds and the New York Mets and the San Diego Padres and they, you know they they just decided in the Philadelphia Phillies they just decided we don't want to play baseball we don't want to play baseball no more we don't want to play baseball no more we are done 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 give it to the St. Louis Cardinals let them ride this one off in the sunset all right but we talked last week about the American League uh, wild card as well and about how the Yankees are going to control their own destiny. They trailed the Red Sox and had a half-game cushion on the Blue Jays last time we spoke about this. 
Well, the Yankees just swept Boston over the weekend. Yeah, they swept them. And then and then and then Boston dropped yesterday's game to the uh to the Baltimore Before I talk about New York and before I talk about Toronto and before I mention a new team that's actually entered this conversation, what the hell, Boston? Are you kidding me? You serious right now? Out of the wild card teams in the American League, you had it the easiest. You could have controlled your destiny, taken care of the Yankees. You didn't even need to sweep them. Winning the series 2-1 to one would be ideal. You beat the Orioles and then you beat up on the Nationals, but you couldn't do that. You couldn't win a game against New York. And then last night, you drop a game to the Orioles. Baltimore Orioles. Like, the bottom of the division Orioles. I did not have Boston making the playoffs preseason, but I didn't think um, they would they would come this close and have a chance. Last week, they would have hosted the wild card game. Now they're flirting with watching the wild card game at home on their sofas. You cannot get swept by the New York Yankees anytime ever. And if you are a Boston, if you're a Boston Red Sox, you play for the Boston Red Sox. That's the biggest series. Those series are the biggest series of your. If you don't make the playoffs, you just you make sure you beat the Yankees. Now you're in a uh, wild card hunt versus the Yankees, trying to get home field advantage in that one game wild card, trying to um, uh, uh, take care of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, and now the Seattle Mariners are in, in the discussion, and you're dropping games left and right. You can't beat your, you can't beat the Yankees, your rival opponent, one time. That's why you are. That's why you are the little brother, Boston. That's why you are the little brother. To the New York Yankees. New York Yankees big brother. Boston Red Sox little brother. Boston doesn't deserve to be in the postseason. The Mariners deserve it more. The Mariners are now tied with the Blue Jays. In only one game behind the Red Sox. Again the Red Sox have the easiest schedule. They are going literally against the Orioles and the Nationals. Two teams that are at the bottom of the league. The Mariners have one game left with Oakland and one game, uh, one series left at home against the Angels. They have creeped themselves into this conversation. Boston, um, again, five five games against teams that aren't even remotely close. They're at the bottom of the league. The Red Sox should get into the playoffs, but man, I I just I just don't know. I can't you can't be surprised if they don't simply because we are a week away from seeding the playoffs and we are a week away from the playoffs and the Boston Red Sox can't beat the Orioles. New York is controlling their own destiny. They had six straight they have six straight um Currently, with Boston and Toronto, so far they're 
They beat they beat Toronto last night pretty good. I don't see them stopping. I do not see the New York Yankees stopping here. I think New York will host Boston in the wild card game, but don't be surprised if Seattle sneaks into that spot to uh, take place of the Red Sox. Uh, you know, if if they're going to continue to act like this, the Red Sox, if they're going to continue to act like they don't want to even play baseball in late October, then so be it. The Seattle Mariners will will creep in there. And the only reason I say Seattle is because Toronto's playing New York for two more times. And I think Toronto or I think New York's gonna take care of business. And as long as as long as Seattle takes care of business right there, you know, Toronto's gonna drop a couple of games. So Seattle is going to have to there I see them actually creeping up ahead and finishing ahead of Toronto now. Um but yeah, that that that's how the wild card's shaping up. So it's pretty wild. Speaking of wild, NFC East. It's pretty wild. NFC East is pretty wild every year. Uh, I heard Eli Manning say in Monday Night Coverage on ESPN uh, something about since like two like 2000 or something that they haven't had repeat NFC championship. Something like that. Like that was like crazy to me. And you think about it, they're always changing champions of the NFC East. The other night, Dallas took a huge step forward, dominating the Eagles 41 to 21 at at home in Jerry's world. We talked about this uh, Monday. This was huge for Dallas. This was also very bad for Philly, who's in a bad spot now and have a very tough schedule over the next four weeks as they now will go up against a pissed-off Kansas City team, who I don't see them going to lose three in a row. They're going to go up against the 3-0 Panthers, and they play the Super Bowl-defending champion Buccaneers, followed up by the 3-0 Las Vegas Raiders. So, again, for, for Philly, not a good spot. For Dallas, hell of a spot. Great spot, um, especially with... You know the the Giants don't look great at all. The the from the Washington football team doesn't look great, and and now you, you you dominate the Eagles, who could not stop the run to save their life. Like they they the Eagles could not they 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 couldn't stop Dallas. All right, at all. This had to have taken um a, a toll on that locker room. To be honest with you, Philly couldn't stop the run, and and. And they couldn't stop Dalton Schultz, who caught two touchdowns along with 80 yards to go with it. Dak was only asked to throw the ball 26 times. That's low for Dak. Like, this had to have taken a toll on that locker room in in Philly. And the locker room in Dallas has to be scorching right now. Absolutely scorching. The Cowboys rushed for 160 yards in the game. Again, Philly couldn't stop them. I saw it in the first in the first drive with Dallas. They were marching down the field. Dak didn't Dak barely threw the ball at all. And when he a lot of them were he was dumping him out of the backfield. He was 21 for 26. Like he like hell of a night for Dak. Hell of a night for the Cowboys. I thought Monday night they they showed out and and performed really, really well. Um now one thing that caught my eye. Looking back at this, and I didn't, I, I guess I, I noticed this during the game. I made a couple comments like they need to get Sanders involved and whatnot, and then you start running the ball. But I didn't know when I was saying that, I didn't see this stat. After the game, I'm looking at the stat sheet, and I'm like, whoa, 
Philadelphia. Now, I get it. Philadelphia was trailing all night. But they only rushed the ball 12 times. But that's not even the interesting part. Nine of them were were with their quarterback. So they rushed the ball throughout the whole game. Now, again, yes, they were trailing the whole game. But they rushed the ball 12 times. Nine of them were with their quarterback. The Eagles running backs carried the football three times in the game. You can you can rewind that. Rewind it. Hit the back play button. I you heard me correctly. The Philadelphia Eagles running backs carried the football three times. I mean, I don't need to come on this show and explain why that's really freaking bad. That's horrible. Like, that is, that's unheard of. The running backs have carried, they carried the ball three times. I'm gonna have to ask Jake if if if, if I'm gonna have to ask my brother if that if that ever happened in Carolina. Did Jonathan Stewart ever carry the ball just three times in a football game? You know, hopefully if that happened, they they won the game, so it warrants it. But you were you lost this game, got obliterated. Nothing worked. Nothing. Nothing. You got stomped Monday night, Philly. By the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys look really good. In in the division, at least. It looks like they're going to take the division by a couple of games. And Philly, again, again, the next four weeks, not easy. Not easy for the Philadelphia Eagles. But that's just, I wanted to share that with you. That stat blew my mind, okay? That stat blew my mind. Philadelphia running backs running the ball, carried the ball three times. And in Jalen and Jalen rushed nine times, but it was only for 35 yards. So let's not let's I'll mention that too. It's just what the hell? I thought like I am really I don't normally do this with a team after just one week, but I'm really starting to question my my takes on the Eagles, you know, the weeks one and weeks two. Cause I said that Philly could could creep up and compete with Dallas in this division, but man, I they you know, you can't I don't know that they're they I don't they're not gonna see Dallas till the, till week seventeen or week eighteen, whatever. It's probably a good thing. Probably a good thing. You do not want to see Dallas for a very long time because they did not. They got. They were dominated. Like Dallas dominated the Eagles on Monday night. All right. Now let's talk about the New York Jets. <laughs> ah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You thought we were going to talk about the Jets. Sure, we could talk about the Jets. Next April, I want to talk about what I want to talk about now on the Burley Gunner Show. I want to talk about goats. I want to talk about now. We all talk about, you know, this guy being the goat, that guy being the goat. What I want to know is who is the real 
goat? Who is the goat of all goats? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a bracket, and I will feature this bracket on the Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page so you could check that out. The goat bracket will include eight goats. These eight goats are created by myself. These are, these are not you know voted in by anybody uh, other than myself. The eight goats I have called goat or simply undeniably the goat at what they do. For example, a hint, Tom Brady, he's in the bracket, of course. I will give you the goat bracket and you can go vote each day, um, one per day, we will do this. I will go through um, the eight goats right now. The eight goats are Tom Brady in no particular order. All right, no particular order. Tom Brady, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Wayne Gretzky, Serena Williams, Mariana Rivera, and John Cena. Well, let me give you a little background on each one of these. Some of them, you know, it's it's you know, it's undeniable. You know, Tom Brady, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, those are you know, those are undeniable. Uh, Tiger Woods, you know, un- undeniable. Wayne Gretzky, undeniable. Serena Williams, undeniable. Uh, Mariana Rivera, John Cena, those are going to turn some heads. Those, so when it comes to baseball, now I've always said this, baseball doesn't have a, a definitive greatest of all time, in my opinion. I don't think there is a guy that stands, you know, higher than the other people below him as, as Tom Brady does and like Michael and, and LeBron do, in my opinion. So, so Mariana Rivera in baseball has the largest gap between all of closers there's no argument there's no debate you know you could make a you could make a debate an argument on the greatest pitcher of all time the greatest shortstop the greatest third baseman the greatest outfielder you cannot make an argument on the greatest closer in major league baseball history it's mariano rivera john cena is a fun one we're gonna have fun with this john cena when it comes to my opinion and now this isn't just the wwe all of pro sports entertainment all of um like wrestling mma uh boxing i have i have held john cena to the greatest of all time at that standard and i understand that the wwe isn't is isn't as real as you know the mma and the boxing but it, it is to an extent it is sports entertainment and in my opinion john cena trumps everybody in that category the bracket i have will be no seeding i have randomized all eight into their own seed for for the bracket so they're not ranked or or this wouldn't be fun so the matchup shake up to be mariana rivera versus tom brady serena williams versus tiger woods michael jordan versus wayne gretzky and lebron james versus john cena so we are going for the goat of all goats. That's the bracket. Go follow along on the Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page. I will break down one matchup per day and ultimately crown the goat of all goats. But I want your votes. So go comment on the Facebook page, the Cleveland Sports Fan um, Facebook. 
Great show today. Excited for tomorrow's show. Football is back already tomorrow. Wow, we really? Oh, I cannot wait. I football, you can give me the damn Jaguars and the Bengals any Thursday night. I don't care. I'm watching it. I'm Burley Gunner. Thanks for listening today on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, ClevelandSportsFan.com, and on Apple Podcasts, the Cleveland Sports Fan. Until tomorrow, we addy the Burley Gunner Show.